everyone, and welcome back to your next episode of Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of storytelling. Yes, we tell stories every single week where you just might be the hero. The latest story up on our premium channel is called The Polar Bear Goes to New York City to Find a Job. The ice caps are melting, and so the sad polar bear needs a new place to live. He walks all the way to New York City, where he begins to look for a job that's just right for him. But will he find one? To listen to this story and more, join up to our premium channel and become a super fan of short stories for kids. Here you'll receive a Friday bonus episode every week, plus our entire back catalog of stories ad-free. Also, premium shoutouts just for you guys. So to hear this story and more, sign up to our premium feed in a couple of clicks through our website at shortstoriesforkidspodcast.com. Today's story request comes from Elena, Harrison, and Samuel, and they all work together to come up with a story idea. So Elena is a fire dragon, Harrison is a monster truck driver, and so is Samuel, and they save the president from a zombie pterosaur. (gasps) Ooh, that is really scary, guys. They'd like the president's new airplane to be involved in this rescue somehow. Well, we love this plot, guys. It sounds like a thriller movie. It sounds awesome. So we hope that you enjoy the story that Simon has written for you. I'm sure that you will. Is everybody else ready? Here we go. The video screen began to flash with an incoming call. Harrison answered it immediately to reveal a panicked-looking man with short hair wearing a smart suit. Is this the Monster Marshals? said the man hurriedly. That's us, said Harrison with a smile. How can we help you? The man appeared to be in an office of some kind, although the windows didn't look very big. We need your help urgently. We're under attack. Attack? asked Harrison. Where are you exactly? We're trying to land our plane, but strange creatures keep mobbing us. If we can't land, we're going to run out of fuel, said the man, just as something large briefly blotted out the sunlight coming through the tiny windows. Sounds like you've come to the right place, said Harrison. I'll get my team mobilized. One more thing you should know, said the man. The president is on board. Please, you need to hurry. Harrison nodded. We'll be right with you. The monster marshal's compound was up in the mountains, where enormous enclosures housed the various beasts and monsters they'd caught over the years. There was always room for more. Samuel was busy washing down the two big-wheeled monster trucks when Harrison came running into the hangar. We've got a roll, Harrison shouted. Big flying creatures are attacking the president's plane, meaning it's unable to land. Oh, great, said Samuel. I hate flying monsters. They're always the trickiest. That's why you've got me, 
said a gentle voice from the corner of the hangar, and out of the gloom padded a red and yellow fire dragon. Good to hear it, Elena, grinned Samuel. They had rescued Elena from a town that had found her living in the neighboring forest. The townspeople were frightened of a dragon living so close, and so, acting out of fear, had attacked her before calling in the monster marshals. But rather than finding a terrible, bloodthirsty dragon, Harrison and Samuel had found a friendly and peaceful one, and so had offered her a home at their headquarters. She had quickly become part of the team. Let's go then, said Harrison seriously. We don't know how much longer the president's plane can last. The hangar doors rolled up as Harrison and Samuel climbed into their monster trucks and fired up their engines. Within the minute, they were racing down the mountainside track, spraying stones and dirt as they went, as Elena glided overhead on her broad red wings. Because the president's plane couldn't land, it was being forced to fly in a wide circle high above the airport. Can you see it? asked Samuel as they raced towards the airport's fence. There's low clouds, said Harrison in frustration. I can't get a visual from down here. Then we're going to have to get closer, said Samuel, and he activated his monster truck's flight mode. Short, stubby wings and booster jets slid out of the truck's bodywork, and instantly the truck began to lift off from the ground. Mind what you're doing with that thing, said Elena, dodging out of the way. She wore a special communication device, so she and the trucks could stay in contact. I'll be careful, laughed Samuel, just as Harrison's truck joined them in the air. They rose up into the clouds, where for a moment... They could see very little at all. Any idea what sort of creature we're dealing with here? asked Samuel. All I know is that there's more than one and they can fly, replied Harrison. We should find out exactly any moment now. They emerged into a bright blue sky with the clouds lying beneath them like fluffy rolling hills. There, said Elena, right ahead of us. But what are those things? Are they birds? In the distance was the president's plane, and circling it were three creatures with wide wingspans. They'd occasionally swoop in close, battering the plane's body with their wings and long beaks. Not birds, said Samuel. They look like pterosaurs. Big ones, too, added Harrison. Come on, let's see if we can draw them away from the plane. They maneuvered closer, with Elena taking the lead. Being a naturally born flyer, she moved through the air with greater ease than the two trucks. Beating her wings hard, she lifted herself above the plane, then drooped sharply, so she plunged between it and one of the pterosaurs. The creature couldn't help but notice her and immediately peeled away to give chase. Then Samuel moved in and fired his electric shock cannon. It wasn't designed to injure a monster, but it normally got their attention. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. The second pterosaur screamed in rage and turned its attention to Samuel's truck. That just left one. And this one was looking like it was going to be the hardest. 
Harrison watched while the remaining pterosaur stayed close to the plane's right side, inflicting more and more damage to the wing. He couldn't risk firing his electric shock cannon for fear of hitting the plane. I'm going to have to try my tranquilizer darts, he said as he took aim. This was a risky move, as it would put the pterosaur to sleep, causing it to fall out of the sky. Not only might it injure itself, but anyone on the ground below. The tranquilizer dart launched and was a perfect hit, striking the pterosaur in the shoulder. Got it, said Harrison. He needed to act fast and deploy a net to catch the flying reptile, except the pterosaur didn't go to sleep. It simply carried on as if nothing had happened. Got a problem here, shouted Harrison. This thing isn't responding to tranquilizers. And they're sure ugly, too, said Samuel. My one looks like it's falling to bits. Mine, too, said Eleanor. It doesn't look right at all. Guys, I don't think we're dealing with pterosaurs here, realized Harrison. These are zombie pterosaurs. Oh, great, zombies, muttered Samuel. I hate zombies. That means we can't capture them. That's right, agreed Harrison. We'll have to dispose of them. Does that mean I get to use my breath? Asked Eleanor. Go for it, replied Harrison. Eleanor had been forcing the pterosaur to chase her, but now she turned gracefully in the air and spread her wings wide before letting out a tremendous jet of fire. The zombie pterosaur flew straight into it, instantly burning to a crisp. There was no time to waste as she blasted through the cloud of ash and sent another fiery breath jetting towards Samuel's pterosaur. Thanks for that, said Samuel. All I seemed to be doing was annoying it. And this just left the one damaging the plane's wing. Smoke had begun to pour from one of the engines, and it was only a matter of time until some serious damage happened. Eleanor, you're going to have to do something quickly, urged Harrison. I'm on it, she said as she raced towards the plane, coming in high. The final zombie pterosaur was too close for her to use her fire. So she swooped down onto it, the long claws of her feet extended. The pterosaur was snatched away from the plane and tossed into the empty air. Before it had the chance to react, Elena sucked in a lungful of air, then blasted it back out in a fireball. It struck the flailing pterosaur, which exploded into ash. Yay! shouted Samuel. Good job, Elena, cheered Harrison. Now let's get that plane to the runway. As they dived back into the clouds, a call came through to Harrison's truck. Thank you, said the man who had been in the original emergency call. You saved us. We couldn't have lasted much longer. Just doing our job, said Harrison modestly. Well, the president's extremely grateful and would like to meet you all once you've landed, explained the man. Can you hang around for that? Hold on, said Harrison. I've got another call coming through. I'll just put you on hold. The screen changed to reveal a scared-looking woman with skyscrapers behind her. Are you the monster marshals? she wailed. New York is under attack by a giant sea beast. Oh, we need you. Don't worry, ma'am, said Harrison reassuringly. 
We'll be right with you. We'll just have to meet the president some other time. And so, for the second time that day, the monster marshals raced to the rescue. The end.